You are listening to the Big Ramble, an official podcast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. Hi guys, the only reason I've come back, I'm tired of listening to to Eric ramble on, and I think you need some intelligent commentary and not overhyping. So that's one of the reasons I'm back. Right, you won't get that from you, Keith. <laughs> You just wanna touch it. You don't want my heart, baby. You just hate the thought of me with someone new. Yeah, you just wanna touch it. I know from the start, you're just making sure I'll never get in over you. You just wanna Good afternoon, good evening and good morning fellow Reds all around the world. This is Eric from 4. You can find us at foresight.com, that's F-O-A-R site.com. Welcome to the Ramble Show, which is new. Um, And I want to take you through all the shows that we do. Um, In general, we will have a weekend reaction show, which we call a fan speak. It's a short form reaction video show. Um, Then we'll do a proper uh, weekend review. That's uh, Joe himself, uh, which shows called The Four Raw. Um, Then we've got a a preview show, uh, which is all uh, done by well, by me uh, and everybody else, like uh, like uh, Jason and Vez and and, uh, Mental and and Keith and everybody else, uh, Christian. Um, and then we have this show, and this show resembles a bit of the show that we started with, where we sit down and just have uh, a bit of a talk about the Reds for about an hour or so. And um, it's a bit free format. We can, can, can take this wherever we go. The only thing is that we stay under an hour. So um, let's uh, start right in. Tonight, uh, I'm joined by Vez. Hi, guy. Hi, yeah. And we have Jason. Welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm not last. No, no, you're not. Because I want to uh, take a special moment. Um, for some reason, Keith has rejoined. Um, he has found the internet. He's he's made some money to, to pay for the internet bills. Uh, and um, very, very welcome. He's fired up. Keith, how are you doing? Yeah. Hi, hi guys. The only reason I've come back, I'm tired of listening to, to Eric ramble on, and I think you need some intelligent commentary and not overhyping. So that's one of the reasons I'm back. Right, well, you I won't get that from you, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the next hour or so, we will be talking about a couple of things. We will have a... A quick look at the international games. I want to talk uh, with you how you dealt with September, um, and and now the, the days are getting darker. How much do we need uh, a few good wins in October? And uh, I want to focus a little bit already on the uh, Manchester United game, 
where we will face the Manx and hopefully stuff them. Um, but um, first, Keith, the floor is all yours. How are you feeling about the Reds? Very, very frustrated at the moment. I just want to clarify something right now, now that I've got my platform, uh, my yeah, soapbox, yeah. I should say. <laughs> I want to ask you, Eric, who do the ratings, and, you, and for most part, you do a fantastic job with the ratings. And the last couple of weeks, I've been a little bit frustrated. If our centre-backs or the left-back or the right-backs made three or four mistakes that led to one or two goals, you would, you would rightly rate them very lowly, wouldn't you? But, Usually I would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if what is the forward's uh, purpose to be on the field is to put the ball in the back of the net. So if our forward line misses three, four or five opportunities, should they get a rating higher than five? Because their primary goal is to put the ball in the back of the net. And if they're not doing that, then they're failing at what their purpose is. So why would you rate them above five? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not in fully uh, agreement with you that that is their only job um, it is also their job to create chances um, obviously they need to put it in the, in the back of the net and that is fairly obvious and it's also fairly obvious that in, in the last couple or well, basically the, the stint of games um, from City on since last internationals to this one scoring the goals has been a major issue Every game we've had one or two opportunities to go up. Uh, we don't take them. We get one back, um, and then and then for some reason we lose patience. Um, but we are still creating, and creating mm. is ninety percent of the job. I I don't mind us. We've got eighty percent of the possession with the new Arsenal. Play pretty football, but we're not winning games. So. What I'm also suggesting as well, I think Klopp deserves his own rating because at the moment, I think Klopp is not, is not doing the best for the Liverpool team as a whole and to get the results as a whole. He seems to be stuck in some formula that he's scared to change it, scared to change his favourite players. Uh, and, and I think he's letting the side down quite, quite substantially at this stage. So I think if we add a rating for Klopp as a manager that would also uh, make more sense at this stage because he makes a major impact on team selection, team tactics, and who, who gets substituted as well. I'll have a long and hard think about whether I want to rate the manager. Um, I, generally, I do that in... I always do a bit of text about how I felt about the game, how I reviewed it, how, how I thought that we played, how they played... Um, a few times I'll have a bit of a go at the referee or praise him <laughs> the day that comes um, but um, so so that is that's in there I've been highly critical about his substitution on tax as well um, I, I don't like to read him I, I think it's difficult uh, well I, I'll contest some of what Keith has said there I mean I, I... Yeah, it's annoying the forwards not finishing and stuff like that. But on Klopp, some of what he does annoys me. I mean, you know, the late substitutions, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I think, oh, God, do we really need to keep swapping 
Emre for Ginny when neither of them are playing well, so what's the point? Um, but then again, I think actually when you look at our squad, I I don't think it's I don't think it's as good as other squads in the top six, and I think it's actually because of Klopp that we uh, perform higher than where this squad otherwise could, and that's how we managed to fi- finish above Arsenal and United last season. Uh, I heavily disagree there. If you look at the City game, we are on par um, 11 against 11. Um, We get the major chance to go up. Uh, We don't take it. We get a good chance to go up. We don't take it. They get one and they take it. And from there on, um, we, we keel over, which we shouldn't do. But fair enough. We were in the game. It could have been something and in the end that's our toughest away but squad for squad uh, squad for squad I don't think we're anywhere near City I mean you know no, we, no we're not we're not no. near City but we're near everybody else easily but in terms as, of as, in terms as it pains we, we can compete with City on a, on a you know that first 20 minutes or whatever uh, 27 minutes was it when Mane got sent off I thought we were the better team and, and they scored against the run of play. Yeah, yeah, they did. So. As, it, as it pains me to agree with Eric, uh, <laughs> I think. I think. It's a Dutch South African thing because they say we talk childish Dutch. So I'm having a go at the, 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 the Dutch now. Yeah, yeah. Bow to your imperial leaders. <laughs> 11 is a good. Oh, uh, Keith, we're losing you. Uh, our squad depth is getting better, but it's not nowhere near the cities, the Uniteds, or the or, or the Chelseas at this stage. The, oh, fuck you know, United. and we fuck United. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. Used, they uh, haven't used any depth at all. They've been but they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody substantial at this stage. And they haven't. So their the, the first substantial team? game is going to be against. Uh, no, who do they play this weekend when we play Leicester? Um, didn't they have Palace? Yeah, it's Palace there. I think it's always. I think it is Palace. But the first substantial test of United uh, will be the the game against us, and Mourinho will go all out not to lose. Yeah, and hopefully he can he he can he can snatch a, a, a win because we are maybe give give them a gift goal. But his first object will be not to lose against us. Uh, um, I hate United, uh, and I hope we stuff them. But I don't think uh, it's a true reflection uh, of the league standing because United haven't played anybody substantial. City are a good team, and City are destroying teams. And I think we we were on a par with City until we got sent. Uh, we uh, what you call it, Mane got sent off. So it's a little bit skewed. We were very naive. We should have shut up shop kept very narrow and hit them on the counter yet we still tried to play an open game and they destroyed us which hopefully Klopp will learn from that but uh, I think United are flattering to deceive they're a good side but they're not as good as the table suggests right now I fully agree um, but um, uh, to go back on Jason uh, if Bobby puts it away against Seville there's no issue we've had quite a couple of good opportunities against Burnley to win it and Burnley is in high high flying form they're playing good football they're not conceding much um, they're beating teams on the road left right and centre or at least not losing um, 
We win against Leicester, and a 2-3 might look nice for them. But, you know, they get a gifted goal on, on 2-1, which it shouldn't be. And then, so they should have lost 1-3, 1-4. Spartak, how that's 1-1, I'll never know. Because that game was a 1-7 win for us all day long. I'm not really arguing now about um, how we put about our performances. I mean, I no, think but, our but performances if, if she... have, have that, you know, there's good parts. I, I, I just think actually, squad wise, I think the way we play under Klopp means that we are uh, outperforming what, what I, I think this squad would be capable of under a more cautious manager. I just think we would be very boring and score hardly any goals at all. I think that's I think that's harsh. Yeah. I I I think I think what we've made a mistake in the summer, and we can say it's a mistake, or we we can say we're waiting for the right person. If we have a clinical finisher in the Aguero mold, and if we had another centre back in the Van Dijk mold, I know we missed out on the Van Dyke, and we missed out on Cater. But if we had a clinical striker that would put away the chances, and hopefully Sturridge will get back his finishing touch, because he should have at least buried some of the chances that he's got. Firmino's always been wasteful, and it looks like Salah is as wasteful as Firmino. He blows hot and cold. He can score great goals, and he can miss sitters. And unfortunately, we've had Mane go off the boil Tremendously. Normally, he's a lot more clinical than he has been. Um, we would be in a lot better position uh, than we are right now. So, if anything, we could have been a little bit better in the transfer market when we lost out on our on, on our primary options and got better backup options. Because for me, Clavin doesn't cut it. I'm sorry, he just doesn't cut it. Uh, um, Fess. Time for you to interfere and tell us who you agree with, so we can settle this once and for all. <laughs> well, can I ramble on on, on my own just oh, for yeah. a while now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> floor is yours, mate. Go on. <laughs> well, it's fairly obvious that that Klopp is struggling. Um, he's struggling to find the solution to several problems in, in our team, and uh, as far as the city game goes, I'm. I was very surprised that he uh, did not change something in in the approach and, like Keith said, shut the shop up and and just play defensively, try to hit him on the counter. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But uh, to play openly with 10 men against a team of such quality as Manchester City are, I think it was suicide and the score was... Well, pretty much telling on that. Uh, also, uh, many players around the team, in defense, in midfield, in attack, have, as you say, gone off the boil, gone off form. And uh, we're constantly talking about defense and we're criticizing players like Lovren, Klavan, Moreno, I don't know, even Matip. Uh, and while there is... Uh, reason to to criticize all of them uh, at the moment the reason we're not winning games is because as you uh, rightly pointed out attackers aren't 
putting the ball in the net. And uh, it seems like just too many players have gone off form at the moment. I mean, Firmino, Mane, all at one, both of them going off form, and and Salah starting to to miss sitters, and uh, Oxley Chamberlain not really starting to play at all. Uh, we can talk about players like um, we're missing. I don't know, Klein and Lalana. And while that's true, those who play in their stead should be using this opportunity to impose themselves on the manager and to, to try to grab that starting spot, but none of them are doing it. And uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to say Klopp should do this or, or Klopp should do that and he should take this approach or that approach, but uh, he should find a way to snap the team out of it. To make something happen. I don't know. To make some kind of a change. Whether it's in system or or formation or personnel. I don't know. But he needs to do something. Yeah, it was around this period when Rodgers was sacked. Um, because he was struggling as well. Um, in, in, in this period, he, he couldn't get into, into a great form with a team that should have been his um, uh, on, on that note I, there, there is a big difference I think uh, Rogers got sacked yes about this stage of the season with um, poor results and stuff like that but uh, we shouldn't forget that he was ready to be sacked during the previous summer after that 6-1 defeat by Stoke uh, I believe the next day was a meeting was held that lasted two or three hours where they debated and discussed whether they should sack Rogers. So that's I think that's that's different. He was he, he was given his last chance, and that why that, that's why that 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 poor run uh, in 2015 was costly for him. Mm-hmm. Well, not disagreeing with you there, but. Um... Well, there are some um, dark pits of the internet slowly crawling up and, and going for the club out. Um, for that's me, ludicrous. That is, it, that's absolutely ludicrous. Because of club puts players on the pitch and he has them boss every game to a certain uh, degree. And the only thing they're not doing is putting all those chances away. I mean... Honestly, we could have gone in half-time against Seville, 4-5-1 up. We should have beaten Burnley. Leicester in the League Cup, maybe not that much, but especially in the first half, with Coutinho on the pitch, um, we were miles better than them. Um, Leicester, they got flattered with with a 2-3 loss. Spartak should have been beat 1-7. Newcastle should have been 1-3 for us, easily. If we all would have done just that, we wouldn't sit, be sitting here um, with this, this this mild depression over September. And that's the weird thing. Our play has been good to great for a large part of the game. And that's why my ratings are um, quite high compared to the amount of points that we snapped up. But on the whole, we, we've only lost one game um, in the league. 
and in the Champions League. Um, and that was because of a red card. So in, in that sense, for me, September was all about um, us not scoring. We didn't concede much. But, you know, we don't concede the second goal against Seville. If we go up 1-4, they'll, they'll be okay with it, and we will be as well. Um, Leicester shouldn't have gotten the goal. Okay, um, we, we've made defensive errors as well. We keep gifting goals. Um but is that because we're open? Is that because we are um, simply not very good? Is it because of the amount of pressure that's on a couple of guys because of the way we are set up? Um, what do you think, guys? Uh, anybody? I think I think it's about uh, the, the team and system system being too set in, in their ways. You know, it's it's too. Um, how do, how do you say it? Non-flexible. Uh, it, uh, it's like Klopp has the system. He has has it planned out and everything, and he knows what everybody want, what what he wants everybody to do on the pitch and stuff like that. But teams are catching on to us, and they they play differently. They they've set the right right countermeasures in, in right places and at at the right times. And all stuff like that. Uh, if you look at that uh, first half against Leicester, I think that was uh, one of our better performances in, in September. I'm just talking about the first 45 minutes. Uh, it was obvious that that uh, Chan was playing a lot deeper alongside Henderson, and it was practically a 4-2-3-1 system, and it really surprised Leicester. Mm. But in the second half, uh, Chan moved further up and we got back to the 4-3-3 and it was like, again, again it became like an even contest against a team like Leicester. Yeah, I thought Leicester also got better in the game. Um, first half, they were non-existent. Second half, they started to, to run around to more be more aggressive. I believe it's because we began playing as they expected us to play. Yeah, it's, it, it, to be honest, I think it's a bit of both. Also, I think what's been happening as well is that we've been bossing games. Obviously, you can just have to look at the possession stats. We've been bossing games for the whole, except the anomaly um, with the City. And it seems like individual errors, players switch off for a moment and we're getting punished for those individual errors, uh, uh, more than most. Um, and I think we've been slightly unlucky, but then again, you make your own luck. I mean, let's face it, Matip and Lovren switched off against Newcastle. As soon as Shel- Shelby got the ball, they should have been dropping deep or pushing straight up. Not yeah. just standing, giving them... And, it, and it's just that lack of concentration at vital moments... Nothing that Klopp could have done about that, but it's just that lack of uh, concentration at vital moments are costing us at the moment. And I think it's a collective thing that they need to just to be switched on for the entire game. I think, I, think, uh, I disagree with you, Keith, here. I think goals will be conceded, whatever you do. I mean, you may make a mistake. Mistakes will come. 
and uh, the opposing team may play a very good attack and catch uh, on surprise and score and stuff like that and Barcelona, Real Madrid and, and Bayern Munich and, and teams like that concede an occasional goal, goal or two against lower position. But they score four, five or six. And if we score that one goal, I mean, if you look at last season, at, at the time when we were playing our best football, we beat, I don't know, Watford 6-1. We beat Hull City 5-1. Uh, conceding that one goal isn't uh, necessarily. No, no. A this, I, 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 but but, I, no, but I think I think sometimes though you you have to. Uh, I, I don't think you can always play like that though, Vers. I mean, um, in, in the Premier League, sometimes you have to grind out one nils, and I think that game, yeah, with the there was no need to concede that goal. What the 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 two centre backs were far apart. They're playing against a lone striker who stands in the middle of them, and it was all, all Newcastle needed to do was win the ball back and push the ball through the middle, and it was a goal. It's ridiculous. They they should have been closer together, or one of them should have been closer to the striker. I, I just don't understand what they were doing. I really can't but, understand it. But Jason, uh, had Sturridge kept his cool. When he got that that ball off of Clark, I think it was Clark's mistake. It got him that chance when he just hit the keeper. If he had kept his cool and scored the goal, would it have mattered that much? Yeah, I mean, no, uh, it, uh, it was it was it's interesting. I, I saw something uh, an article the other day, and it was about um, Carragher absolutely losing the plot at a couple of Liverpool players um, when we were two nil up. And it was towards the end of the game and the opposition almost uh, got a consolation goal. And and he absolutely ripped into them. And I'm just thinking, there shouldn't be this mentality in the team. Oh, don't worry if we concede a goal. We will uh, go and score four against the opposition because that doesn't always happen. And this was a game we didn't need to get a draw. We could have won it because that was really all Newcastle did in the game. When the music stops, but come and strip that down for me, baby. Now there's a lot of people in the crowd, but only you can dance with me. So put your hands on my body and swing that crown for me, baby. You know I love it when the music stops, but come and strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that since the day I met you, yeah. Hi guys, it's uh, uh, Mental here. Hi mate. Um, it's just amazing how basic the mistakes are. Is, is that is that really struck anybody else? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they really are basic mistakes that we do concede. But I, I agree with what Vess is saying as well. Our problem is on the other end, not putting the ball away. But it's still, if we are not putting it away, we've got to be able to grind out. Uh, yeah. a, a result, a one-nil result, without conceding stupid mistakes. Rather go on to win five-nil if we click on the other end. But if we're not clicking on the other end, at least let's not concede and give them a point because of a stupid switching off of, of concentration and allowing them an e- easy goal. Yeah, um, I mean, United had this last season, didn't they, where they just kept drawing and losing games. Yeah, and they, they what they were saying was, well, we're creating chances. I don't understand why we're not. 
why we're not uh, winning these games because they're creating. And it seems to be what we're doing now. We're, we're creating. I mean, that in that Newcastle game, the Lovren chance in front of the goal was just ridiculous. I mean, that was a better chance than Sturridge's chance, I think. Um, and it was such a tame effort. You know, it, it was just ridiculous. I mean, that should have been a goal as well. Yeah, was that, the, was goal, that the one where there was about three chances to score and it was bouncing yeah. around the box? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, I think started, that started with with Genie hitting the post. We've had Chan hit That's the right. post, coming back to Salah. Yeah. Salah in front of open goal, missing it, and Salah. Um, yeah. There was also storage getting uh, uh, on the end of a poor pass. He hits the goalie, and it's an open goal again. And Salah puts it wide. I mean, Jesus. Those are very easy. That's nine out of ten chances. You put that away. And do you have to start talking about the two games a week here and ups, ups, you know, players finding it difficult to adjust to the two games a week? Not sure because we're still playing the good football to create the chances. But it, you know, just yeah, but finishing is the hard thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and at some point, you know, the frustration kicks in up front. And the fear creeps in in the middle and, and at the back. Jesus, here we go again. We're, we're not yeah, doing no, it like, again. It's it's not happening for us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there they come. Oh, just one lucky shot. You'll see. It goes in. You know, and, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in their heads. Not, uh, not help, I, have, not I have been disappointed any, with Sturridge. Crime. I must admit, I have been disappointed because Sturridge is a clinical striker. Uh, and he hasn't been clinical so far. Uh, maybe it's time to give uh, Solanke a little bit more of a run out, uh, and not just the last 10 minutes or so. Oh, I, I disagree. I think Sturridge has only had two games where he's played 90 minutes. I think he needs. He's he's been in and out for several seasons now. Uh, I, I think if you if you want him to get back on form, you, you need to you need to give him minutes. Fully, yeah, fully yeah, and you, you've got to. Um, uh, what, what I've never liked about Sturridge, though, is that um, he 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 always wants to score the brilliant goals. He doesn't. He, he quite often messes up the simple goals. Um, and it, I don't think he is clinical. Actually, uh, it, in his mind, he's uh, it's, it's like his support, his own personal sort of support mechanism is to say, you know, you've got to give it a go. You don't score if you don't try. Trust you. Have faith in your ability. You're a brilliant striker. You know, all this positive reinforcements going on in his head. And he ends up trying all these low percentage things, doesn't he? And occasionally he scores an absolutely amazing goal. But then what he doesn't do is set himself and position himself for the simple ones. Occasionally he'll break the line, but recently he's been missing those opportunities as well. Um, but it, it's, it's something that's always annoyed me. If you go back to that Villarreal Europa League game, um, he should have had a hat-trick. He should have scored every one of those three goals. And he only scored one of them. Because he fluffed, sort of just a few yards from the goal, um, and and that that's uh, not uh, you know there, there is that problem I have with him where he just won't score the simple goals. He won't do you know you see Solanke set himself up to be in position, to be in in the box, to be that target man, um, and he comes he comes very close. You know he comes he has good efforts, and Sturridge won't do that because he's always trying to be extremely clever. He's popping up here or there, ghosting in and ghosting out um, so that markers can't pick him up. So, I, I mean, I'm not a Sturridge fan, to be honest. Well, Would never have guessed. 
<laughs> I, I I kind of agree and disagree. I, I I get I get the point that him not being a target man can be a bit frustrating because someone you, sometimes you just need someone to be in the box. So if the ball goes wide, you can cross in or whatever. And if you've got a number nine who likes to drift outside, that can be frustrating. But you could uh, say the same for Firmino as well. But in terms of missing simple chances, I would say this is more of a... This hasn't always been the case with Sturridge. I think when we go back to 13-14, as good as Suarez was, if there was a simple chance, I wanted it to fall to Sturridge rather than Suarez because he was fantastic that season at, at finishing off those type of chances. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I just think Klopp just has been overplaying Firmino at this stage. Um, and he tends in, in poor form. In poor form, but he just overplays him. He just won't sub him. Uh, and, and, I, and I don't understand the reason why. Um, uh, players are playing better than him, but yet they, they will take Mane off uh, uh, before Sturridge. Um, he, Klopp really needs to have a hard look and, 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 and say to himself, on the hour mark, it's not working. Get somebody else on there. He's not doing Firmino any favours like that either. Yeah. I mean, if he's just constantly, oh, shit, I've done it again. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I mean, we, we, we had a tap-in. Uh, Firmino's got the ball, and what does he do? He passes behind. I, don't, I think it was Sturridge. He passes behind Sturridge, and it would have been a tap-in. It was an open goal. But he... But oh, he, he, he Mane to Salah. Actually, uh, Mane to Salah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's very frustrating because these are games that we should be winning. Yeah, we, we are playing great football. Uh, we, we've got great possession and we're creating chances. Um, and I hope it doesn't come back to haunt us at the end of the season where we've dropped two points here, two points there, where we should have picked up four points. Mm. To be fair, he didn't start Firmino in, in this last game. No, and I think we missed him on that goal. But um, he does he does change things. Klopp does change things. Um, you know, he changed, the, he changed the formation. It was about 60, 60 to 65 minutes. He changed the formation up with the Newcastle game. He put Salah in as the number 10. Um, and uh, Coutinho went up uh, forwards uh, left, I think it was, to get more involved. Um, you know, so he did change things. And then on about 70, 75, the substitutes came um, so he, he did yeah, change things. Uh, yeah, if if we're having so much possession, like we we're getting against these, why not? Why keep the three central midfielders on? I'd like to see Firmino coming back into the middle. I mean, Coutinho coming back into the middle. Have two uh, sitting midfielders in Chan or, or, or Henderson or whatever you want. And, and bring on an extra uh, striker and have the three sitting in behind him. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think uh, Coutinho out on the left against teams that sit deep is not as great as having me in the middle pulling the strings. Well, he was. I mean, he spent the most of the game, didn't he, uh, in the middle? And it works And it works better for me there. Yeah, I'm yeah, right I mean, there. try a lot of things. I thought the uh, and if, you look at Burnley, if you look at Burnley... We were very, very creative. I think we've been quite different to last season. Um, we, you know, we had these these teams that make us play in the final thirty yards. It was where we really struggled last season. Um, 
And this season, I've, I, I'm looking at this and we're really creative. We try lots of different things to try and break through. And in fact, in the Burnley game, we should have had a penalty. You know, we should have, uh, yeah. we should have had that game because of that. And then the Newcastle game, we had very, very good chances that we, we should have, again, you know, we should have scored. Um, so it's, it's kind of, we're much better at dealing with these teams that force us to play in the final 30 yards. We don't really, it's not really our natural game, but we, I think we're looking very good. We're just not getting the job done. Our strength is playing a midfield battle, you know, like against the big sides, right? So we gave City a great game for half an hour. And then afterwards, when we went down to 10, we sat back and just tried to hold a shape and we got completely destroyed, right? And no one's been able to sit back against City and get any success out of it. Um, you know, so it's that our strength is as a midfield team. We're looking quite good when we're forced to play in the final third all the time, but we're not finishing the job off despite very good chances. Um, so it, it it's kind of it's weird because it's we're sort we're sort of better and improved, but not getting the results. Yeah, fully with you there. Um, do we have lots more to talk about? I just want to say, I just want to have a go at Lovren. Regard, regarding uh, uh, the games <laughs> that we played in September. Because um, I was uh, Can I have of, a go? of looking forward to oh, it. Okay. Uh, have a go at Lovren all you want. I'll send um, you somewhere where I think it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> That'll be in about three years' time. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just uh, it just annoyed me. I blame him entirely for that Newcastle goal. That's why. Um, no, I have to stop. Cause, yeah, because Matip's <laughs> he's he's forward. Matip's forward of the halfway line, right? And Lovren is the one who's kind of behind the halfway line. So he's the one who's kind of got to manage that defence. Now he's got to do one or two things, as Keith mentioned. He's either got to drop deep uh, when we're out of possession, or he's got to step up and play the guy offside. And then Matip takes his, would take his cue, uh, his positional cue off of Lovren. Um, but, uh, and, and Matip actually does, he, he backpedals, he's running backwards, and he actually does, um, they like synchronised swimming, they get in a perfect line, but, but they step backwards and play the bloody guy off onside. And it's just he like, was, He was actually offside. Well, by, by, by an inch. Yeah, but, well, uh, offside's I mean, offside. The same as the penalty yeah. is a penalty. I mean, but why did yeah, we need to make our own luck. I'm all with you there. But we haven't been help? helped by anything. No, we no, no, no. Help, no. We Lovren's job, job is not to stand there and stare at Shelby making the pass. Lovren's job is to actually no, look at that, that striker be and Nolan. make sure he's off. And then Matip just, just takes his cue off. So if Matip's backpedalling, if Lovren's gone deep, Matip knows he's got to get on his tail and start running deep. And if, if Lovren's holding his position... Then he just comes back as he did and, and get your get your line with with Lovren, and but Lovren hasn't got a fucking clue what he's doing. He's got no idea. He doesn't know how to hold an offside line. It's just not in his. It's not between his ears. Oh, and, uh, it's, it's definitely. And then, and, and if that wasn't bad enough, he gives up the chase. And had he done what Matic did and chased back, I think he would have stopped the goal. Because it piddled into the net, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he would have had to because, go get it. Because Martin yeah, makes, it, makes the goal. I think that's something that's wrong with us defensively um, as a whole. I don't see us like, you know, it, when you look at Newcastle, that that 
funny moment with the ball ricocheting around their box and so on. You see all of the players chucking themselves in front of the ball and all the rest of it. I'm I'm not I'm not sure defensively we've always got that once it, okay, when you've got the press, fair enough, you know, everyone goes in for it. But once a team's broken that, it's like our players really saying, Right, I'm not gonna let them score a goal, do you know what I mean? It's I'm just not gonna let them do it. It's just kinda like Oh yeah, I'll just jog back towards the goal. Do you know what I mean? It's like do everything yeah. you can to try and stop that goal going in. Yeah, but that lethargic behaviour is in the entire team. When all them should absolutely barge into Shelby, preventing him to get that free pass off. For me, that's it. It starts there. I'm all right with Daniel Sturridge. I was Sturridge. I'm all right with Daniel Sturridge losing the ball in that area. That's all perfectly fine. But from that second on, um, Henderson needs to be more in the middle. Wijnaldum should be on, on, on Shelby's ball has. Uh, well, has? Ball had or ass. <laughs> whatever. Should be on the ball cunt, <laughs> preventing him from, from playing that ball. Um, Matip should just run over to, to, to Josselu and stand on him. Because well, Matip the lad, is, the lad it slow does. as fuck. Matip's the if only one who does something. Matip's the only one who does something. Because he's... Matip, you can criticise him being, being up the pitch, but he's backpedalling. So no, he's, he's, got to, he's got to know where to go to, right? He's, he's backpedalling from a, in front of the halfway line. Yeah, but he and should, he gets nothing. But he should be standing cool. on his man. He should be yeah, standing, he should be standing that's, near That's a dangerous thing as well. Yeah, but he Just, thinks he's play, playing an offside. But Lovren's fucking nah, up. nah. Playing 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 against a lone striker, that was he was the only man committed forwards. You can you can have one of your defenders staying pretty tight to him. I reckon. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. I, I thought I thought it was weird that they were so far apart from him. It was it they, just the way we were set up. They just switched off when they, they turned they, over. The it, it meant that once they turned over. We were wide open for them. We could have just been stood if the if the defenders were stood in a different way. Because the other thing I noticed as well is they were square on to play rather than being sideways on. So when Newcastle won the ball, they couldn't easily start running back towards uh, our own goal. They were they were facing the wrong direction. So it was yeah, it was just weird what they were doing. I thought both of them yeah. some someone should have been on the striker. Yeah, but it feels like it feels like Klopp teaches uh, teaches them to stop opportunities arising, um, and we've done very very well in stopping chance creation. Um, but but what's missing is the the kind of you know the body angle in defending and the and the um, you know sh- the idea of showing a showing a, an attacker one way or the other, either showing him into the other centre back or or showing him round away to the dead ball line or something. You know the whole body positioning side, the, the individual, how you actually defend. That seems to be missing. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And things like defensive headers. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, uh, attacking headers is not much better. <laughs> I think we must be the worst team for centre backs or attacking headers scoring off set pieces. Matip is world class at hitting the crossbar. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've the Palace hitting... one was the worst. 
The Palace one, he had a completely open goal, didn't he? The keeper missed it, opened yeah. there, and he put it wide. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, we get we get so many corners because we're attacking the whole time, yet we really scare, score very, very little from those set pieces yeah. from in terms of the heading perspective. On that, yeah, we we play against Burnley. They get three corners. They take it identically. They put the long ball near the, uh, near the second post and they try to get it back. All three corners are identical from the start and then they just watch what's going to happen. Uh, me gets to the end of it, he doesn't, um, and he does it again. And from there on, people react to, what, to what's happening. Every corner we take is different to the one before. Why don't we just go on and say, okay, that's Lovren, that's Martip, that's Henderson. Henderson's is is is, is nearly nearly one ninety in 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 in, uh, in centimeters, you know, the, 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 the normal way we use. Um, and it's those are three lads. Yeah. They're all tall. Put them on. Put uh, the ball near them and see what happens. Don't go. Okay, this time we're going to do it short. This time we're going to put second post. Now we're going to do it with first post. Now we're going to do something absolutely mental and and uh, getting it back to Mignolet for fuck's sake, so he can redistribute. Put it in the box time and time and time and time again, and then you will get smart on it, and then you will start scoring goals. We keep changing all the corners. I, 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 I would I would just go the easy. It. I would go the easy route. We're not great at set pieces. Put my tip the front post. Do the front post and let him flick it on and just create chaos in the box. It's got to go in sometime. And try that 10 times a game. I'm fine with whatever yeah. you do, but do that and keep doing that for at least 20, 30, 40 corners in a row. I think not having a set piece specialist is a big problem in that aspect. We've got those. We've got tons no, of them. No, we don't, Eric. I, I mean, you see Coutinho taking corners. Then it's Henderson. Then it's Milner. Then it's, I don't know, Moreno. Yeah, but uh, Phil is fine taking them. Phil is absolutely good to keep him. But <laughs> we don't. We don't keep him. We change yeah, and that's Time what we shouldn't do. Change we, the taker, and and it's not like it's very far from from those times when we had Stevie taking those corners, and you always knew it was going to be Stevie, and you, and you always knew that that ball is going to be great. Yeah, so that's isn't, isn't that isn't that part of what Eric's saying there, where it's kind of like stop changing it, get nominate your nominate your corner taker. Whether it's Coutinho or whatever, whatever. Yeah, say, I was just saying, aim, I was just aim, aim for the penalty box and uh, sorry, the penalty spot, and get get Matip and Lovren around there. I think Eric was talking about the way we take it. No, no, uh, it, 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 it correlates. It, it correlates. I'm, 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 I'm with you. It, it, it keeps changing. We do have the specialist. That's Phil Coutinho. Phil Coutinho is is like a hobbit. He doesn't need to be in and around the box anyway. <laughs> He's very good with those dead balls. Keep him, keep him flicking on those balls, putting it near the area or near the first post, whatever you do. But keep doing that and keep doing the same things. And then people will respond in an instinctive manner because they know what's going to happen the second there's a corner. We know what's going to happen if you keep doing the same things over again. But we don't. If I'm a central defender... And I'm running up because there's a corner. 
and there's a lad standing there, and I've got no idea what he's doing. He can put it near the first post, he can try some dilly-dally near the corner flag, and then he puts something in, he puts it on his on, on some, some fullback who whips it in suddenly. I need to be ready for all those opportunities. Why can't I just run up, be ready for one thing and one thing only? The ball's coming in, I need to flick it on, and behind me somebody gets something on it, or they don't, but whatever happens, happens. Then I know what I'm doing, and all these lads up front, nobody ever knows what we're doing. Everybody is as surprised with the corner we take. That's a, that's a very good point, actually. I mean, if it's like the you know the ninth corner taker uh, of the game, probably Minule has gone over to take the last one or something like that. Uh, and and he might have a word with one other bloke who's stood next to him or something. How, how's the team supposed to know? How how is it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought about that. The rest of the team. Minule would rush up to the ball yeah. at the corner and then stop then go back again, then rush up again, <laughs> then stop, then go back again, and then eventually kick it. That is... Yeah, most of our corners, though, get cleared. When, 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 when he trips over the ball or whatever, then he probably makes his bambi eyes as well. Yeah. Those those moments where he catches the ball, and he, he I think he, he starts to really command his area, and he's really improved in that area. But then he gets the ball, and he runs up to to the end of the box like a Carrius or like a Pepperini in his best days, which is actually still happening today. Um, and then he's just no idea what he's doing. And, you know, he's, he's standing he there ready the to throw it on to somebody, but he has no idea how to do it and where to do it. But and it what looks, is more irritating, Eric, is he's come out again just before the United match and said, we need to prove a point. We are going to do better, and we will collectively as a team. I wish he would just shut up, because every time he opens his mouth, we bomb. <laughs> well, uh, I'll t- tell you what, though. While we are talking goalkeepers, I think we we need to keep him in goal at the moment. Um, I, I know. I, I, I know, prefer Carriers. Well, I know it's annoying some of the things he does, but my worry with Carriers is that. He he can't save anything. Um, that's that that that's you know that it seems every single shot at him goes okay, in. He, he, what, he, he, as a footballer, I like as a footballer, I like him. You know, I like the starting counter attacks and stuff like that. He's good with his feet, all the rest of it. But maybe it's a little bit like uh, who was the who was the goalkeeper City had last year? Bravo, was it? Um, you know, they signed him to be the sweeper keeper, and then he just wasn't a very good goalkeeper. And I, I kind of worry if we've got the same situation now with Carrius. But Bravo did used to be brilliant. If you ever watched him for Chile, he was absolutely amazing. And then I think I think uh, he uh, just brought him over just as he kind of was over the hill. Yeah, well, he was right the City. That's that's the point, isn't it? Um, I, I think that's the worry I've got. I mean, the 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 free kick. Um, well, we're still doing September, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all in September. <laughs> but the free kick, I mean, come The free kick, I mean, the, <laughs> the free kick what was going on? I mean, as, as, as comical as the, the, the Newcastle goal is, if you're not a Liverpool fan, that free kick, for fuck's sake. 
Because you can't I let think that he was go. unsighted. Yeah, he was unsighted. He didn't see it. He saw it late, and 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 uh, and it was a hot. And it came too quickly. Uh, and it looks. I think it's a lot. It looks a lot worse than it actually is. I, I, I think this might be your pocket. Yeah, he should have saved it. He should have saved it. The problem is why well, he doesn't save it. It's the same why Chan keeps fucking up, and the same reason Lovren. Uh, keeps fucking up. They're too worried about how it looks, what they're doing. They want to make everything they do look YouTube-worthy. And they shouldn't do. They should be more about doing the business. You don't think Matic runs up the pitch and thinks, oh, I need to look good here today. No, he runs up the pitch thinking, nobody's going to score today. My man isn't going to see any of the ball. I'm going to be on him like nobody ever been on on someone. And that's a, that's John, an absolutely John brilliant is, point. That is an absolutely brilliant point, actually, because the worst everyone's, thing I know, ha- everyone's having a go about Henderson not being good from an attacking point of view as a number six at the moment as Liverpool fans. And it's like, no one says that about Matic or Kante. It's like their role in the team is to be a destroyer we don't have no Liverpool player is allowed to do that. They all have to be thinking about how they're going to score a goal within the next two touches. Yeah, well, why it annoys me so much is because I've always been like that as well. I've always wanted it. What I'm doing needs to look really cool. Over Hence just the tattoo. Two. Hence you know, the tattoo. I got news for you, Eric. Well, that one looks good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it has no function we, so we have, to, we, have to accept, we have to admit though that Klopp is trying to move past Mignolet and Carrius uh, isn't making it easy that's the problem because he, you know, he desperately wants Carrius to take that position and then Mignolet can get pissed off and leave the club but he's not, not, not helped himself though has he I mean uh, uh, what we've done in terms of buying defensive players I think still Rob, uh, since Klopp's been in charge Robertson at what eight to ten million, whatever he cost, is the most expensive defender he's bought. We spent four or five million on Carrius. You know, pay yeah. peanuts, Carrius, get monkeys Carrius. at the end of the day. Yeah, well, do, do you want problem, to... especially as we were using would Lucas you... play would... him last Would he be a better player if we paid twenty for him? No, would... but that's what they were talking about for Tash Dagan when we uh, when we. We signed Carrius, so uh, you we we should have gone for a um, what well, I, I think he wasn't what we needed. If he was a if you wanted a young goalkeeper, you needed Mignolet to be um, world class, and then you can say right, uh, Carrius is our is our player for the future. You know when when uh, you know Mignolet is getting older or, or whatever, but. As as he is, he he's nowhere. No, neither of them is really suitable. So we've got Minile, who's who's a, a, a little bit more reliable, maybe, but he's he's not a world class goalkeeper, and he's never going to be. Um, and Carrius, who, yeah, he looks like more of a development project. And my worry is at the moment that he's he's never going to be good enough either. Well, it is a concern. He shouldn't be a development project because. You know, he had a very good season in Germany, and it wasn't just a, a scout report. It was, it was, you know, he was voted as the second best keeper in the league that year. So, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't have been much of a development project. It should just have been a settling in period. 
but uh, it's it's kind of created a bit of an issue. I mean, I, I disagree with the whole world here in terms of playing in, the, in this. I think it's a good idea to play them in this Champions League group because it is a soft group, and it's, it, it, you know, um, Moscow and, and uh, Maribor are absolutely perfect games for him to play in. You know. Yeah, but if so you, I fuck, up, up, if I, I you fuck up that big as you did with the, the free kick, you know. You yeah, know, but I mean, Gomez, Gomez messing up is is a the two teenagers messing up is a much bigger deal um, for me in the in a you know leaving us reliant on two teenagers for right back is a big problem for me. I yeah, tell you what, are, actually, there is a fair point leading up leading up to. So one thing we've not really covered, we've covered the. The defence being shit and the attack being shit. But uh, there's an interesting point, actually, about the lead-up to that goal because Emery, uh, no fucking idea what he's doing, but the gets caught. He's, he's, he's sort of ambling along with the ball, gets caught in possession, then he wins it back, plays a blind pass back to one of their players, which that should be an absolute no-no. You never do that. And then, uh, and then his mate Coutinho comes along and, and fouls the player in in the lead up. So, wasn't a foul. There's, well, I it was, it was a foul. I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a foul to be honest. It, it took ages before they showed the replay, but I thought he kicked the player. I mean, it, it's um. So so I think that's that's your midfield. That's two out of your three midfield players who have fucked up in the, in the lead up to um to that goal. Yeah. So and we can exactly, blame. I do. Exactly I do blame Carrius. That's exactly what right. prefers Henderson to Chan. That that moment right there is the perfect example. Henderson never does stuff like that. He gets the ball, yeah. passes it on. Never overcomplicates things, especially in his own half. That was just your typical Emre Chan. He gets the ball. He tries to dribble past one player. Then he looks up, sees if there's a better option over there or no. No, maybe I'll pass to the left. I'm not sure. I'll take three steps back, uh, dribble some more, and then, I don't know, maybe I'll pass to someone. Maybe I'll try something else. I, I don't know. And uh, in, in the best-case scenario, the, the opposing defense is all set up and we, we are looking at a park bus again. And this is why this is why a midfielder, you know, to be a complete midfielder, you you need a passing range. Um, you can't, you know, if you're not just a destroyer, then you need a passing range. Um, it's great to be able to dribble, but you have to be able to dribble and you have to have a passing range, and then you develop the decision making to go with it. But because he doesn't have a passing range, he's no, he's not really developed that decision making, and so he always tries to carry the ball because that's his strongest suit, um, and that gets him into trouble. And it also slows the play down. Yeah. Okay, others, everybody. Others, um, others make runs waiting for, for his pass, and the pass just doesn't come, and they get frustrated and stuff like that. It's, it just slows the game down. Yeah. I think if, if, you, look at, if the, you look at what Klopp wanted to do over the summer, a lot of these issues would have been sorted out. And what we did wrong was we never had the backup. So Cater being in the team with Van Dijk at the back would have made us a hell of a lot more solid down the middle. But what we didn't what we didn't do is 
I can understand to a certain extent why we didn't replace Cater, but I still think we should have replaced, uh, uh, brought in another another centre back because we could have eased Clavin out when we got Van Dijk. Yeah, I think we're waiting. I th- there's three centre backs on the market who were in the last years of their contracts, and I think I reckon they they made a decision because for, because they have to look at the overall money and the overall budget, um, and and uh, it pops obviously decided that to move the team forward he needs key players uh, which I agree with we don't have enough key players in the team um, that uh, the money means you've kind of, you're kind of robbing people to pay Paul so we'll pick up I reckon we'll pick, uh, pick up a pre-contract deal on a on a, on a De Vrij or a, or a Jimenez from Atletico in January and there's, there's one other guy as well um, and you know with the idea that that will replace Clavin who uh, this is probably going to be his last season but it's costing us right now Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, we were very good before last uh, transfer win or, or the international break. Um, after the international break, we weren't that good. Um, so now, after the international break, uh, roll on October. Um, this has been the ramble. Thank you very much, guys, for joining in. Uh, I hope you like the show because, well, it had no end, no tail, and uh, we are going to stop it middle of a discussion so uh thank you very much and uh we will see you next time cheers cheers guys cheers yeah i'd rather be a lover than a fighter some of my life i've been fighting never felt a feeling of comfort all this time i've been lying and i never had someone to come on oh no i'm so used to shit me alone, but I'm at one with the silence, I found peace in your vibes, can't show me there's no point in trying, I'm at one, and I've been quiet for too long, oh. I found peace in your vibes, can't show me there's no point in trying, Can't show me there's no point in trying